This is Unclaimed Bands, show 221. Hey music lovers, Amanda Mayhem and Unclaimed Bands here with Underlined Passages, giving you another awesome interview from the Grape Room. How are you guys doing today? Great, doing great. great. So far, so good? Yeah. Come on, more enthusiasm. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Introduce Amen. yourselves and tell me your part in the band. Uh, my name is Mike Nestor. I play guitar and I also sing. Nice. I'm Jamal Turner. I uh, play the drums and provide the humor. Ah. <laughs> Hold you to that. <laughs> my name is Rich. I play bass. I thought I provided the humor, but I guess Jamal does too. So. Bassists are always the best. Yeah. I'm not biased or anything. Hey, I like that. <laughs> okay. So, before we dive into the interview, why don't we hear a song? Sure. Great. Great. Sounds good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Introduce your first song for us. Uh, this is a song called Everyone Was There. Uh, we like to think of it as sort of like the first single off of this new record. Awesome. heard everyone was there can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind the new record yeah um 
I think that we uh, started out sort of as a slower band, and I think we've since we've become sort of a three-piece and added Jamal as our drummer full-time, that we the energy of our music has really sort of come together. And uh, so the, the name of the record is The Fantastic Quest, and okay. the reason why we called it that was because I think the three of us are kind of on a little bit of a quest. Sounds like a superhero own. movie. Yeah, in a way it is, yeah. <laughs> nice. We're kind of nerdy like yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think we're probably the only band that can make Skyrim jokes. You know, the, the video right. game Skyrim? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't go I to really White I don't know Run. what you're talking about. But <laughs> it's I'm all right. Sit here and nod. There are people out there that do. I, I feel like I I'm on a date right either. now that's just like, yeah. You know exactly what really? you're talking about. So your dates like we, Skyrim? I, they might. And now I know that I can come back and talk about this interview. Just tell them not to go to White Run. That's okay. All. As long as you have a bounty yeah. in White Run. As you see, the, well, they can't see, but as you hear my voice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, nice. So, wait, on that note, favorite superhero? Go ahead, Jamal. Iron Man. That's my favorite superhero. All right. I could see you. Yeah. Jamal yeah. is wearing an Iron Man shirt right now. I am Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insert song here. Yeah. Oh, we're going down the line. Sorry. Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, it's okay. Um, uh, I am Equal uh, opportunity questions. Uh, I like Batman. It's a little, little, little mysterious. I like Batman the best, actually. Yeah, yeah uh, I am a Batman. Besides fan Wonder well. Woman, of course. Yeah, well, that is true. Or Catwoman. Yes. Catwoman a superhero? Uh, no. Depends. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. All right. Depends on what your heroes are into. <laughs> Oh, my superhero? I yes. don't really have a favorite superhero. I can answer that. It's me. It's Jamal. Okay. <laughs> Jamal's all our favorite I, I changed my vote. Jamal's my favorite superhero. We call him Slippery Elm. Cool. That's my favorite superhero. <laughs> on the topic of superheroes and movies and such, I see that you have music videos on YouTube. Yes, we do. Was there any special concept to making those music videos? Because I did watch them when I researched the band. That's awesome. Thank you for watching. Oh, yeah, them. of course. I um, like to do my research before an interview. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I saw that some were live performances, and then there was one that was more like a concept video. Yeah, so yeah. So did you decide to do that, or did someone come to you with an idea? Yeah, so in the beginning, we um, we wanted to make, before we really were playing out a lot live, we wanted to have a visual component to our music that was pretty strong. Right on. So I worked with a guy, his name is Dan Hess, and we sort of had a bunch of... Um, ideas for videos but he's the one that really kind of helped us conceptualize everything okay. he has this um this uh production company called two tony and uh the funny story is for the first video that we ever made um i show up at his house like eleven thirty at night on a rainy night it's dark outside that sounds like a horror and, movie not and, a video. and i was i was texting people to let them know where i was so that i would you know i would end up being found if i was ever you know i hope you weren't there. driving and texting that's against the law now no, no i was not doing that pay attention listeners <laughs> i'm here to give you life advice as well so i show up in this basement we shoot a bunch of scenes i don't see anything for like a month and then all of a sudden, this this video shows up um, in my inbox, and it's this really awesome video of nice. the this. If you saw the very first one, it was for a song called Hope Springs, and it was like a backwards slow motion video of basically a guy kidnapping a girl, 
And it was really amazing. The lyrics and the interpretation of the lyrics that he made were completely opposite of what I meant in the song. And that, that was that's really cool to us because it's a whole new component to the music that is not what we as writers and songwriters intended. And that also happened for this latest video for Everyone Was There. He had a comp his own interpretation of what those lyrics meant, and, and that's what he did for the, for the video. Yeah. Do you see yourself making more concept videos like that or maybe going more towards the live angle? Um, I think that uh, we, you know, and I think Rich can probably attest to this a little bit, we've decided to, to really work on that aspect of the band more. You know, it's, it's a difficult, you know, this new musical environment, you know, yes. where, um, you know, releasing music is, is difficult for local bands. And, and so we've turned more to the idea of maybe taking a bunch, you know, we have this record that's out and that's what we want. That's our vision to have a record. But in the future, we're going to create videos uh, for for individual songs and maybe at the end of the year we'll collect all those songs together and then give those to people as a record but okay. they'll be able to see each video as you know as the year it goes through so maybe by the end of the year you'll have 12 songs or whatever you need for a record so yeah we definitely keep want to keep doing that yeah you guys have a strong social media presence mm -hmm. has it always been like that or did you have to have some encouragement? Oh, uh, I think encourage. I mean, Rich, I think you could talk a lot about this because I, I, I know <laughs> I needed encouragement because I was really? not. I was not. You know, it's it's it feels sometimes disingenuous, you know, to have some of the social media stuff. But Rich actually, you know, convinced me otherwise, and he's been completely right. I mean, you want to? I like it. Yeah, you said Rich can talk about it. And I know. Like, hey, let me tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here on the other side. No, it's Go ahead, um, Rich. Oh, great. Now I'm on the spot. Uh, it. It's kind of interesting too, because like when I grew up and you're listening to music, you're you hear everything was just on the radio. It was all radio based, and then yes. you go out and you'd buy things, you'd buy your CDs, you'd, you'd listen to stuff in the car, you'd listen to stuff at home. And today, everything is a lot more immediate. There's a band that can record a song in their basement, and it'll be up on the internet the next day, two days later. And there's a lot of different ways that you can people can get music and find music. So I think the, so, the social the social component of it, the social media component of it, like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that, it's kind of key. You want to expose yourself to folks who are just out there searching the internet for everything. I do that daily, Rich. Well, we won't talk about what you're searching for. <laughs> 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 um, maybe a That's smart. for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, people are out there looking for different music and, and hearing things, and it, it's just like one shot, one shot, one shot. And I think... A lot of times, me and Mike have talked about the days of a full album being released at one time Absolutely. or, or maybe yeah. dropping out. And yeah. it's something that if you're lucky to get one song out there, three songs, four songs at a time, um, they have to be the right songs and hopefully the right people will hear them and it'll, it'll take off a little bit. I mean, yeah. as, It's as, an ongoing debate, though. I mean, we, we it's not like a settled thing in our band. I mean, it's a co constant discussion, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you guys would agree. I mean, like one week we're like, yeah, nothing but full records. And then the next week it's like, no, the record is dead. Like... Just like everybody else in the world, we're having that debate, you know. And I, I think as like musicians, like what we want is for as many people as possible to hear what we're doing. Yep. So if Absolutely. we can get stuff out there, so what's going to be the most efficient way today in today's market to kind of get it into people's ears? It's definitely a changing environment. Yep. Yes. It's good that you're adapting with it, though, mm -hmm. instead of trying to fight against it. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, good. you don't really have a choice, right? I mean, you got to meet the audience where they're at, right? So, Absolutely. Um, so it's really important to us. And I honestly, Rich has changed my complete vision on it because <laughs> I was a curmudgeon 
when we first started. <laughs> That's I was a good like, word. Uh, I like that, yeah. Twitter, I don't want to, you know. <laughs> but you know what? I've Tweeted, realized. what's that? <laughs> right. That's I what birds do, man. <laughs> That's, right. That's right, man. Records that aren't on vinyl? What are you talking about? You oh, know? you were that VC, guy. Yeah, VCR. So, thank you, Rich, because I don't like interviewing that guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> See? <laughs> no. I'm, we appreciate I'm, you. No. And oddly, Mike is the one who has us. Um, inspired that our album is going to come out on vinyl. Yeah, so we are you know, we are putting it it's out balance, on vinyl. Though. Yeah, yeah, because it's like there is for that kind of thing. You know, there is an audience for that, and, and you want to reach that audience too. The only downside for vinyl is that it's super, super expensive to it's make. It's gotten expensive. I definitely oh have seen my that. Goodness, yeah. and to buy too if you're absolutely into it. both yeah. ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's worth it to have that physical copy. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of physical copies, because I'm assuming that your first records. Whether record, CD, tape, a track, <laughs> two sticks rubbing together, we're physical. Mixtape, mixtape. I don't know. I don't know the band. age ranges. So, what was your first record? Uh, the first record was um, just self-titled. It's called Underline Passages, and it was no. Uh, I mean the one you bought. Oh, the my first record. <laughs> yes, oh, that was the right. first one you bought was his own. I was like, yeah, I just bought my own record. You bought your own record? Wow. Yeah, somebody's got to pay to build. I didn't know I was interviewing Bono. In fact, let me give you a a social media tip. Just take your Spotify track and just put it on repeat when you go to sleep, and in the morning you've made .00010. Anyway, so uh, (laughs) um, my first record that I bought myself was um, Kick by In Excess. Nice. On cassette. And the thing I remember about it that's crazy is... Do you remember the smell of a cassette? I do, actually. That plastic smell. There's probably so much cancer-causing crap in there, but I loved it. Like, the smell. I just remember opening it up and smelling that smell. Out of all the things that cause cancer, people, (laughs) go to your local doctor, tell them you owned cassettes, and let's do that class action lawsuit. So, yeah, Kick by an Excess was it. Yep. Nice. Oh, my first record that I bought... um, I actually lived a pretty sheltered life. It was my dad that uh, got me into rap. So my first okay, record awesome. that I ever bought was uh, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Nice. That's a good so, one, too. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, That's that very was good. One. These are very good choices. That was Pink Floyd. Okay. Pink Round Floyd The Wall out. back in the day. Sorry. What are you Sorry. apologizing for? What are you apologizing for? for? <laughs> it's a good one, too. That's a great, yeah, great record. Grandpa. Shut up. <laughs> I know. Why are you apologizing? I didn't buy the original copy. <laughs> <laughs> the first one ever. All right, made. I did. All right. all right, well, talk about all this great music makes me want to hear another track. Cool. So tell us the second song we're going to hear. Um, we're going to pick uh, Rearview Blue. It hasn't really been played a lot, but we really dig it. It's, um, it's kind of a slower song. Um, but it really kind of showcases the dynamics of the band. And, um, and we're supposed to repeat it on Spotify yes. when we're going to bed? Just when you go to bed, okay. hit repeat, and so we, we can get our point zero 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 ten. Hey, just listen to it once and enjoy it. That's all no I'm problem. saying. Exactly. Listen to the song one time. You'll like it. <laughs> you'll get your Jamal drumming on that. You'll be happy. Yeah. All right, awesome. Let's hear it.
Nice track, guys. Nice. I'm definitely going to add that to my Spotify playlist. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we strive for excellence here. So tell us where people can find these tracks and more information about your band. Well, the easiest thing is if you uh, Google underlined passages with underlined. an S. Underlined. Passages. Um, and what you'll see is that the first hit that comes up is um, the Passages Drug Recovery Center. Just scroll the, the past commercials? that. Oh, yes. That's yes, right. The exactly. commercials. So just scroll slightly <laughs> past that. <laughs> you know, I'm glad to see that they're, you know, oh. a sponsor. No, they're not sponsored. <laughs> I always wonder why Malibu Passages come up first. Oh, like, that's great. There? Is there Wait, no, it's Malibu wrong. Passages. Isn't I, yeah. that... I think that's where like Kurt and Courtney went. At some yeah, point. I think so. So I know, right? So um, underline passages, and then um, the, our website is www.underlineslove. Um, so underlineslove.com, and then you so can find your band it. is with a D, mm -hmm. but your website's with, with an, an S. S. Isn't that nuts? We talked about that. Just listen. I'm going to say it one more time for the folks out there as an educator. <laughs> the band is with a D, but the website's with an S. Yeah, okay, yeah. no problem. Yeah, but you'll find, I mean, you Google it, you'll find us. We, we're mostly active on our Facebook page and yes. our Twitter page, but our website gives you all the bio and all the things that you might want to, you know, if you are a little bit want to get a little bit deeper into stuff, you can find our information there. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about or... I'm gonna wrap it up. Looking, you guys. No, I just, no, I'd just say come and listen to some more, some of our songs. You know, we'd love to see you at one of our shows. If you check out our website, you'll find out where we are on tour. And yeah, um, yeah. come out and say hi. We'll buy you a beer. You can buy us a beer. Yeah, have a fun time. Listen to our music. You know, that's you what, buy. That's how we do this. We'll buy you a beer. You buy us a beer. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you pick. Yeah, yeah. You get the pick. Yeah. IPA. I like the, the you buy me a beer part. Well, we gotta buy you a beer first. <laughs> Right, and then yeah. you can be like, "Oh, okay, I think I like these guys after a beer," and then and then you can buy us a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Notice the order there. Smooth, <laughs> very so, smooth. No, we love hanging out with people at shows. Our shows are like a fun kind of get together type of thing. We like hanging out, talking to people, just like we're talking now. We talk like this at shows with all kinds of different people. That's one of the most fun thing about fun things about playing in sort of like a, I wouldn't call us like hardcore touring but sort of mini touring band is the, all the different people you meet and the different conversations you get to have that's that's the most important part well and the last question on that then tell us your favorite tour story or show story <laughs> favorite favorite show story show oh God, tour I have no idea what our favorite meeting people story was Can I, uh, individual go ahead Jamal uh uh oh, so what does Jamal what story does Jamal have? <laughs> I think I've, I think my favorite one is uh actually my first run with Underline Passages would be our Chicago show. Okay. Um that was pretty cool. Um it was held at um what was it? Sylvie's Lounge. Sylvie's Lounge. Yeah. And it was my first show with him. I, well, actually, it was my second show with him. And I was really nervous and, you know, expecting a nice Absolutely. crowd and, you know, being new to, you know, the band. And my first, you know, tra uh, tour traveling with him to Chicago, you know, Mike talks up, oh, Chicago is great. They got the best deep dish and they're, they're known for their barbecue. And so I'm like, all right, Mike, let's find a barbecue place real quick. So, you know, I think it's a ploy to get me to lose some weight. Uh, so he had me, like, march, like, six, seven blocks. And I, it's it was kinda, Subway, right? Right. Well, it, 
<laughs> it it, it, it kind of clicked with me because he was shouting encouraging words like, come on, Jamal, one more block. You can do it. You can do it. One more set. I mean, block. One more block. And so I get down like, Mike, where's the place? Oh, you know what, man? And you, it's probably the other way here. Let's go ahead and have some low-carb subway. Is that true? Um, it's true. But I didn't. I, it wasn't. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got to defend myself on this. He had a I squirt bottle lost. and everything. I got lost. I couldn't find. I ate at this great. You party. wanted to meet your steps with your Fitbit. Don't even lie to me, man. I mean, there was people on the side of the walk handing me Gatorade. Well, I was like, what the, "What's going on here?" Did you I, feel Jamal, like Rocky? Are you Creed? Jamal is you know, Creed. There's, there's Turner Strong signs. I'm like, "What is this? How do they know I'm here?" Jamal got lost. He ends up in a 10k somewhere. Right. right. And then, uh, I mean, but you know, you did call it Subway. Do you know to make it I had a to make bit, it sound like Target, fancy. the you know, Target, oh, Target, Target yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, you know, we got I got lost. It was Chicago. I'm not from Chicago. Yeah. Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that that's that's one of my favorite tour stories. Actually, that is the favorite tour tour story cuz nice. I lost a lot of weight that night. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it, I I think my favorite one was um when uh, the three of us played a show in Jersey City, and we played at this uh, venue called The Dopeness. And um, I don't know, it was really interesting, because when I met Rich and Jamal, Jamal had played in an original rock band, but Rich was mostly playing in like cover bands and stuff like that. And um, we, I, I think this was really the first gig that we played as a three-piece yeah, in front so. of an audience outside of Baltimore. And just to watch these the, the two of them, like the excitement on their face when the crowd was there and like, Wow, you know we're really doing this thing. Was really, I mean, I got a lot out of that. Just okay, you know. don't make me look like a rookie, like I was starstruck or something. I was, star- ah! I was starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was not starstruck. a rookie, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you're not a rookie. Yeah, but except um, for when you follow me to Subway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Subway. <laughs> I'm sorry when you led me to Subway. That's what. That's what but you it, meant. It's tough sometimes. I'm not sure. Like there are different markets in different places, like in the Baltimore area. Like I, Mike was saying, I came from a cover band situation where you'd go out, you'd play places, you'd get a good crowd. Things would be fun. But the original band, sometimes it's tough. Like you're bringing your family, your friends. It's tough to get Do a crowd. Do you get tempted to, to start doing like some Bon Jovi up there or whatever the cover bands Don't are playing nowadays? Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me. I sweet do. Caroline. As long as you make me play um, Our sweet Calamine, as we sweet like to call it. The first song on our record is called Calamine. So we, oh, really? we joke around. We go, sweet Calamine. <laughs> as long as it's not brown-eyed girl. But when we went up to the show uh, that Mike was talking about up at the Dope, which I guess it's called the Citizen now. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a place where there was a full house out to hear original music, which was kind of like a first. And it was, it was a really good show. Like, there's a lot of people that were appreciative of it. They, like, stu- stuck around. They listened to music. They had a great time. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, nice people show. were, like, actually getting out of the, I mean, they were going down the street like they were going to the store or something and heard music and actually stopped and got out and checked out the scene. So that's, that was pretty That's cool. what people want. Yeah. yeah. When I yeah. interview bands, that's, like, what they want is for yeah. people just to come out randomly and check them out mm-hmm. yeah. I mean I th- that's cool I think for us I mean we're you know we're a little bit older and we're trying to make this work you know fit within like our regular life you know outside of music absolutely and so like to have a situation like that happen for us I mean I think we were all just feeling you know it's one of those nights you know bands have shows you know and and, they, and all the shows are great but sometimes you have those shows where you just take a deep breath and you go uh this is what I was talking about in my head when I wanted to play in a band like that yes. was that yeah. kind of night Absolutely. you know so for i think for all of us that night <clears throat> good 
Sounds good, guys. I definitely appreciate you sitting down and telling me stories about your life. <laughs> your Thank music. You. Thank you. Your Subway sandwiches. <laughs> Thanks for having us up here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, and thank you to uh, all the friends and family that supported us. I know for, for Mike, myself, and Rich, you know, this, it, it took a lot, you know, well, not a lot because we wanted to do it, but to keep us going, it took a lot of support from our friends and fans, you know, to, to keep us going strong. And, you know, thank you to my sponsors. Um, and uh, we're trying to get... Mike here, a Capo sponsor. If you ever see our live shows, Capo. You forgot is to the thank one. the Academy. <laughs> no, come on, call them out. Who are your sponsors? Call them yeah. out. Right? Well, Trexus symbols. Trexus and uh, Seventeen Ten Percussion. They're they're they're, they're great, nice. and they've been really yeah. supportive of us. So I'd like to send a shout out and a thank you to them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know what kind of sticks you play with. Oh, I'm playing right now <laughs> with a uh, Scorpion Scorpion Percussion. They're uh. They're a company out of Chicago, which makes really good sticks. I'm a hard hitter, and those are the only ones that seem to last, you know, yeah. more oh, than yeah. two or three songs. So. Oh, that's good. <laughs> They're really great and they're really good customer service. And I think you bring up a good point. Like, when you're trying to do this, like, you know, you've got jobs and you got all this other stuff in your life. Like, having supportive family is the most important, I think, mm-hmm. for oh, yeah. a lot. You know, just having that support network um, so that you can keep doing it is, like, the most, I would say, one of the most important things to have, you know this is amanda mayhem signing out from the great room with underlying passages as always with passion the statements views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands its parent company or subsidiaries